What's up, y'all? Welcome to another night watching TV with Lando, man. This is the third episode, man. Appreciate everybody who's been listening and uh, and watching. I like all the feedback that's been coming. So um, today we're gonna talk about Snowfall, of course. Um, we're also gonna talk about some movies. We're gonna talk about the Lion King. I saw the Lion King this week. I'm gonna try to compare it to to the old Lion King. Get what I saw. And it's uh, football. Football's back, man. So I definitely binge watched uh, Last Chance You and All or Nothing. So I'm gonna talk about those, and also gonna might do a little Euphoria. Only I seen it once. It was a little confusing, but we get into it. But let's let's start off with uh, with Snowfall. And today was kind of like a kind of like a chill episode, kind of like a build up episode. Um, like I said, Franklin's having a meeting with his team at his uh, his uncle's new uh, new place of business. And Navy shows up, and he's like, yo, we got to move that money to a bank. And you can see Franklin is, like, a little hesitant. And um, he's like, well, it's going to take me a little time to get the money. And um, like I said, like, look, I got bankers set up. When you got this type of money, banks ain't never closed. So they take, like, a little trip. And, you know, Franklin kind of reading the situation, and he can kind of tell that it's some, uh, it's some shit in the game. Like, every time it's time to go meet up, and um, tell that it's some shit. Uh, Every time it's time to go meet up and, uh, you know, do some business, he's uh, like, oh, we're going to do it tomorrow. Oh, the president's not in. Oh, it's, uh, uh, let's just wait. Let's go get something to eat. Oh, I got somebody that can watch your money. And you can tell that, frankly, he's getting, getting kind of annoyed with it. So he finally, uh, like say, he meets a girl and shit. He set up like a plan where you pretty much act like he already went to a banker. So they're like, look, I already got the money in the bank. Uh, like I said, what, what was all this for? And pretty much Avi just busts out to him, like, look, I'm getting blackmailed. blackmailed. I need to hold some money. I was going to put the money in the account, take it, then pay you back for interest before you've seen it. Then Franklin, like, you know what? If you'd have did that, I would have to kill you. If anybody in my crew did that, I would have to kill them. And he loans him the $1 million and to pay off, and now he's in debt to him. So he's going to be paying them 6% interest every two weeks. Um, and do you see Franklin hop back on his uh, private jet and uh, go go back to business? Uh, while he's gone, you got um, Leon and the crew. They uh, they went to go see a uh, man boy, and you see Wanda in there. She's you know drugged out, having sex with another guy. He kind of flips out, and you know his auntie like, look, this is, we can't do business like that. So she goes over there and uh, he like drops off the package, deliver. Wanda kind of says some slick to her, and she like, look, if we're gonna continue to do business, you gotta get her out of here. So man boy kicked uh, Wanda to the side, choked her up outside, and. So it looks like she's going to be gone, but I, I see her playing a bigger part in this. I think she's going to end up popping back around, or maybe working with, uh, working with like a different crew, because she already taught them how to cook up, the, cook up, and uh, taught them Franklin uh, formula. So I think she's going to be a bigger part and maybe help out a, a different crew. Um, yeah, Teddy and Julie, they was pretty much um, trying to build a new alliance in Costa Rica and shit. So they're trying to get that new. Um, Kind of like a gateway, so it make the traveling easier. Um, and they show Gustavo, he's, you know, struggling with some like the new uh, new Mexican partners that he got. So that's going to be a work in progress. They probably, like, showed him for, like, a minute, like a minute or so. So that was pretty much the episode. I, I thought it was uh, I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was uh, entertaining. Um, keep it going. Yeah, so I thought it was entertaining. I can't wait for next week. And um, we're going to get more more in-depth into it. I think next week is going to be a, uh, a better episode. Now, let's get into the weekend buster. So Friday came, 
and uh, Last Chance You popped off. So, like I said, after I got off, um, I started watching. I'm like, let, let me get, get straight to it. And it was one of the most entertaining seasons to me. It was a lot of drama. This probably had the most drama, I feel, out of all the uh, the seasons. So, it kind of starts off, like I said, Jason Brown is, has become like a, a superstar, a folklore, a folk hero type deal. Um, like I said, he won the championship, so he kind of feeling himself. He's talking about all the women that's after him. You know, he got Charlie Wilson sending him messages and shit like that. And he's, he's you know, building a team. So it's, it's a few new faces from last year, like Bobby's from last year, Malik. Um, it's kind of on the fence. Like at first he wasn't on the team, and then he brought him on the team later. Uh, Jay Jones was the uh, the quarterback. Um, King was the receiver. So they were looking um, they were looking good. They, like I said, they said they had a good summer, good camp. They was expecting to win. So the opening game, Jay get hurt. Um, he goes down. They put another quarterback. I think his name's Chase. They come out with the victory. It was still kind of like a sloppy victory. It was a sloppy win, but they, they got the win. It didn't look like the independence from last year. And then they bring Malik back. And when they brought Malik back, it kind of brought a lot of trouble. Just And not because of him, because he's super talented, but you had Jay looking over his back. You had Chase looking over his back. The other quarterback was looking over his back. It just was no cohesion. He came in the season late, didn't really get a training camp with any of the guys. So he was um, he was kind of just, just out there. And, you know, at first they said he wasn't going to play at all. I guess he had kind of got a bad rap off of last season. Didn't nobody really want to touch him. So Malik Father was calling Jason, like, hey, listen, man, please, like I said, give my, give my boy a chance, man. Let him let him get out there. And, you know, we family. So, hey, man, Jason, he, he felt like he was doing something that was right. He brought Malik back in the middle of the season, which I feel like he shouldn't have done. Um, Bobby was going through some personal things. It looked like, like I said, the summer before he got into trouble, he came back to school, looked like he was going to be focused. He ended up getting in more trouble, and he pretty much ended up leaving. Like, he had a kid coming, and I just think his mind wasn't there. Like I said, Coach Brown gave him plenty of chances. I, I just didn't think he wanted to be there anymore. So he left, and then the losing starts. So the next episode, I think it was the Dodge Park episode. I think it's, no, Garden City. Garden City, because that's, that's the one they got the rivalry with. So the coach from Garden City, he put on this facade. Like, he was just like this no-nonsense type coach. Um, he's different than Coach Brown. Um, his players, we don't act like that. And, you know, he made some good points about Coach Brown. He's like, look. He, he's a good coach, but he, you know, lacks a little bit of discipline. He lets players kind of run over. Like, that's not going to work. If he gets those guys in line, they can be the best team. Comes out, they play. So, he started Malik, uh, I believe, the first uh, the first play. The first play of the game, he started Malik. Malik throws the pass. He throws a touchdown pass to open up the game. Um, I think they go up to, like, 21-6 lead. They had it. And um, at one point, and then Garden City started making that that comeback, man. Um, they start kept running the ball. Um, long story short, Independence loses the game. Uh, the coach from Garden City, he starts clapping. He starts celebrating real hard. Uh, they got to break up all the coaches. And from that point on, I just felt like it, it was over with. It was, it was over. Um, the season was done. He kicked Malik off the team because it was like a lot of um, a lot of arguing and fighting. I don't think that might not have been that game. It might have been the next game. So the next game come, um, they lose. And, you know he started removing guys. He, like I said, he let Malik go. He said, "Look, we couldn't 
couldn't really protect you. He was like rotating quarterbacks in and out. It seemed like they could never really get a good balance. And that's why I couldn't I couldn't really understand why he was blaming the D coordinator so much. Like he was he was taking a lot of the blame for a lot of stuff that was going on. And it was like it's hard to really get your defense together when every every series you're switching up the quarterback. So the offense can't get a good rhythm. Um, and then you start firing coaches. You know, so all like the little stuff they let him slide, like one coach wasn't doing like the room checks. And he he let him go. Um, he let go of another assistant. He demoted Jason Martin, and Jason Martin probably was my favorite person this season because I I got to give him a lot of credit, man. He's um he's fighting the battle. Like say he's thirty two years old. Um, he's married. He got a few kids, and they're living in a dorm room. Like he he chasing his dream so much, you know, and his wife supporting him. They living in a dorm room, man. It's like. That was tough to see. You got Coach Brown, who was so emotional that you always on eggshells. And it's like, man, how could you even – I couldn't even imagine being in that type of position where I'm one play or one game away from just having to up and just move everything and not really that established. And like I said, that that was tough. That was tough and it wore on him. And he got demoted um, a bit that season. And you can see that kind of bother him. Um, you can see that Jason Brown – was kind of pushing them around too a bit. And I, I didn't like that. Like, it was one time um, Coach Brown had called, like, a timeout. And, you know, Coach Martin, like, yo, man, what you call a timeout for? And he like, you know, I do what I want, man. You my 32-year-old coach. You don't tell me what to do and shit like that. You just can't talk to grown men like that. Like, it's it's a certain professional that you got to have with coaches, definitely in front of players. Because if they see you disrespect them, then they going to disrespect them. They're not going to listen to them. So, it's certain things I think that Coach Brown does good. And there's other things I think he, he does bad. Like, he, he does motivate the team at halftime, get them going. I think his play calling is is good. But just the, the antics, the um, the the language, it can get overbearing, man. When you're dealing with grown men or dealing with young men, it, it can start to wear off. And I, I think that's what happened this year. And you've seen him just kicking guys off. Like, he, what, a few guys got caught, like, smoking weed or something like that. He got rid of them. Um, I remember like the the offensive or the quarterback coach um, was like talking about leaving. He like, look, I'm just gonna give you your resignation like right now. It was like a big group chat um, debate, and um, they like said he let Coach Martin go, but then brought him back. So it was just a lot of up and down, and and then it was like a few within the city, and so a lot of people were kind of mad that they were building like a new turf field, and they were gonna have like one of the best fields in JUCO. And a lot of people were saying, well, that's taking money from school. We had to get rid of the baseball team. We don't have, I don't think they have a basketball team anymore. Um, the music program was kind of suffering. Like, they're saying that the money can go for, you know, kids in the community. But a lot of kids in the community weren't going to the school. You know, they were going to, like, four-year universities or, or leaving the state. And really filling the housing of the school was the football players. So it, it was kind of like a battle where the the football team was bringing attention and revenue to the school, and everything else had to take a back seat. And I think a lot of people, and definitely in those type of areas, you know, it's Kansas. You can look at your map. It's a red state. Like, those, those type of areas, they really don't want to be paying taxes for people who are not in the community or things they feel like are not benefiting everybody in the community. Like me, I wouldn't have no problems uh, helping any, any kid. Like, seeing a kid like Malik or Bobby – Helping them, like I said, with the, the tax money to see those guys become better citizens and propel and put your school on the map, I don't think it's a problem with it. But a lot of people there, they, they had a problem with it. And I think a lot of people didn't like Coach Brown. Uh, he didn't really fit 
he didn't really fit the, the community in that in that type of area. And they just felt he was a little bit too different and too extreme. And it got to the point, like I said, winning covers up a lot. When you win, you can, you can cover up a lot of holes. Um, a lot of things that you see, you don't really pay attention to. But once you start losing, he started to self-destruct himself. Um, he started trying to be somebody that he wasn't. And him and a player... Uh, the German player on the team that got into it uh, pretty bad. I guess the, the player was acting up, misbehaving, cussing out people. Coach Brown sent him a, a message. I'm not going not gonna to repeat it. It was no need for him to send that type of message. Honestly, it should have stayed private. Um, like I said, the player didn't like the message. He showed everybody, posted it, and Coach Brown was out of there. So they removed Coach Brown. Um, like I said, they had a meeting, and they just let him go. They just felt like that was too much bad attention, and it put the school in a bad light. He didn't think he was going to get fired. He was told that he, he wasn't going to get fired. They were just meeting about the school. And, um, you know, and then they, they let him go. So he went back to, to Cali. Um, I think Malik, he ended up going to Nevada. Uh, Bobby is, like, playing in some, like, semi-pro league in Florida. Coach Martin, I believe, is still there. I believe Jones is still there and uh I think King is waiting to, to transfer, but at all in all, I, I thought it was a I thought it was a good city. Oh yeah, I got the map right here. Yeah, so that was episode four of the, the Garden City. But I thought it was a I thought it was a good good series, man. I thought it was a good season. Um, a lot of times with the other seasons, you saw a lot of winning, so it was good to see what happens when you lose. Cause that's that's when you find out who you really are. Trust me, I've I've had a few like losing seasons. Um, that's when you find out who your troops are, who got your back, who don't, who gonna be there for you. It all happens. Uh, it all happens there. So, salute to uh, Last Chance, you man. It was it was a good season. I'm interested to see what happened with Coach Brown um, in the future, and see if um and see how the other guys do. Like I said, the last few seasons I kept up with a lot of the guys, and they got a few guys who went to the NFL. So this has definitely been one of Netflix's uh, best series. So, salute to Last Chance, you if you ever seen it. Another football show that I just finished watching today was the All or Nothing with the Carolina Panthers. And this was another good good season. It got really in-depth. Um, it showed the ups and downs. And it shows what all 32 teams go through. And to be honest, like one thing I got from the series is that every NFL team is, is talent. 8-8 eight and eight is there. But it's just the little things, the little mistakes. The, like you said, game is a game of inches, man. It's just... I can remember the game against the Lions, man. Just like I said, Funches came out a little bit tight. They missed some field goals, and and that was it. Like most game, most of the games this season, they were in the games. The only game they really got blew out was the uh, the Pittsburgh game. But every game they was in it, it was a few missed kicks, a few bad passes, a few missed tackles, and and that was it. And that that made a difference between a seven and nine team and a and a twelve and four team. Like, honestly, like, they, they had the tools to win last year. And, you know, it started off with a lot of high hopes. Um, he said Cam was, uh, you know, showing off his wardrobe, got a little bit personal, um, showing, like, his, his work habits. He was dealing with a shoulder injury um, the whole season. So, you know, that that was something. Um, he said Greg Olson, he had the um, the foot injury. And uh, I think if, if, he didn't, if he didn't break his foot last season, they probably would have won a few of those games. Because the rookie he got in, he couldn't really – Produces much, but I think if um, I think if Greg o, Greg Olson would have played the whole season healthy, they probably would have got a few more wins. But they they started off good. They started off, I believe, six and two, six and two, six and three. Um, the defense did struggle. They had some uh, some a young corner Dante Jackson who played well, but he gave up a little bit. 
and they just couldn't stop the run last year. They couldn't stop the run. And you, you can even see the same thing with Ron uh, Rivera. Like, halfway through the season, he had to let coaches go. And he let go of um, Brady Hoke, man. Brady Hoke, uh, the, the former Michigan coach. Uh, I didn't even know he was on the, the roster. Like, he was the, he was the D-line coach. And, like you said, they, they couldn't really hold up too well. Um, Julius Peppers, like you said, he got a little older. Thomas Davis was a little older. But it was interesting to see the grind. Um, watching this made me like Ron Rivera even more and maybe like Cam Newton even more. And it shows how much that Cam has, has grown. And he does have full control of the team. Um, he was talking talking to a lot of guys, building them up, um, working with guys after practice, um, really working on his craft, man. And I, I was happy to, to watch Cam Newton um, this series, this season. And like I said, I'm kind of excited to see what Carolina do next year. They, they're building like a new practice facility in Charlotte. Um, the owner seemed like he's he's enthused and, and he's ready. And I, like you said, I, I think the window hasn't shortened. Um, I think Greg, Greg Olson's the, like the, the longest tenure on the team, which is not bad. Like So the defense is going in a new direction for next year with Luke Keekley being the league. And I'm, I'm interested. They just picked up, uh, like I said, McCoy. So I think Carolina going to have a good season. The tough part about Carolina is just it's such a tough division with the uh, – like I said, with the Buccaneers, with the Saints, and with, with Atlanta. It's a lot of talent in that division, and you can't make a mistake. It's just just those few mistakes. Like, if they can go back to that the Seattle game where the kicker just he missed the kick, the Detroit game where the, the kicker missed two kicks, and uh, like I said, there's a few balls dropped and just a few plays not made, the two-point conversion not made, no, they, they're in the playoffs. And so it's just that close in the NFL, man. It's like it's the little things, the teams that pay attention to the little things that get you over the hump, man. But if you guys haven't seen that, man, I definitely recommend check it out. I think it was only like eight episodes. They were like an hour long each one, but it was it was entertaining. They gave a lot of backstory to uh, to a few players and and a lot of stuff that was going on um, that season. So, like I said, I, I definitely enjoyed it. Um, last but not least, I'm gonna end it with this, man. So I went to um I went to go see Lion King. So I'm a big, big Lion King guy. Um, very one of my favorites. Probably probably my favorite Disney movie growing up, because I probably watched it the most out of uh, out of anything else. And I just gotta say it was just in the middle. Like the the visuals were good. Like I said, looking at this picture, the visuals were, were great. But the facial expressions to me wasn't there. Um, I wish they probably would have just made another movie, like just made like a Lion King 3 or a Lion King 4 and told a different story. Um, I think, to me, they should have told a little bit more backstory. I would have told more backstory to, to Scar and to Scar and Mufasa relationship and to the Hyenas uh, relationship. Like I was talking to Austin. Um, like you said, like, okay, <laughs> the kingdom, everything the light touches our kingdom. And it's like, damn, well, the Hyenas, they kind of just pushed over to the side. So it was like, do they get no part of the kingdom? So it's like, when you look at it like full circle, and that's why I like Lion King so much. If you look at it full circle, it's so much, so many different ways you can look at it. Because you can see that Scar was kind of kicked to the side and didn't feel appreciated. Felt like Mufasa really didn't make him feel like he was a part of the family or a part of the pride. And then for Scar to have that much just hate for your brother and your nephew and to set everything up and to be working with hyenas to take over. Was just uh you know was just interesting just interesting watching it at a at an older age to see but a few things I enjoyed like I enjoyed some of the music I, I thought the Beyonce song they probably didn't need it 
Um, just without the facial expressions, like that's the thing that really made the the first Lion King. When you see Simba face when you look up and see uh, Mufasa in the sky, or when Simba was like walking through the desert and stuff like that, like, you can read their face and. They just made these guys look, they look too much like lions, man. And lions have zero facial expression, so. Um, and I wish they would have shown more of, like, the hunting with the lions and more of, like, the lifestyle with the lions. Because we know a little bit more about the about the animal kingdom now. But it, it looks like they're, um, it looks like they're going to uh, make some more of them. So they're probably going to make a two and a three. And it looked like it did great at the box office, so I'm all for it. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of over the, um the the real life uh, remakes like if you're gonna remake it just make a whole nother story and i think they're doing that with mulan they probably heard like the complaints so i think mulan is coming out and this will be a totally different story like just just do it like that like just to tell the whole story twice it's like you know i could have could just watch it at, at home or just turn on the cartoon but i i i, I it was okay like you said a scale one to ten i, I give it a five it's like a five it was like right in the middle if you liked it as a kid i think you would like it as an adult, if you like really love 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 the cartoon, I'll probably say don't don't go see it because it's pretty much the the same deal. But um yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much it. I think um this week I'm gonna go see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That's the uh, ninth Quentin Tarantino movie. Got Brad Pitt, Leonardo DiCaprio. So I kind of come in and uh, recap on that next week. Um. I'm going to try to catch Little Big Lies. Like, I'm having a little free time, so I'm going to try to catch up on that. And then Euphoria, I'll, I'll give more of a breakdown. Like I said, I, I watched it slightly. We had, like, a power outage um Detroit, so I watched it slightly. It was just it was a lot of shit going on, so I'm going to have to catch up, catch up on that. But I uh, appreciate you guys listening, and uh, everybody have a good night.